Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. Hey listeners, it's Andrew here, and um, yeah. I'm going to do a little pre-show before we get into the main show. You're probably expecting that little dingling intro, but uh, instead you get this lovely voice. Um, we didn't record on Saturday, and hence why this episode's late, which is actually even worse because the episode we're releasing was recorded like two months ago. Um, we're actually going to release the first, well, this is the second episode of Muse Behind the Games, but it's the first episode you guys will listen to. They're going to be out of order. Um, as well as I also want to point out that... Uh, we aren't going to do Patreon anymore. Um, the donation support was nice from, you know, a handful of you that, that decided to join. It was just, I refunded everybody. Um, and uh, and also because, like, the taking out that money was outrageously expensive and it's just not worth it. But also because we're not doing this for that. Like, this is more just something for us to do and something fun. But as always, you can support us through donations through the ACAST, which you find it in the description of every episode we record. And uh, and Austin will tell you that again in about, like, I don't know, a minute or two. But uh, I just want to point that out. So don't worry about that. Um, we're mostly just going to do the ACAST promotion, um, as well as I think we're going to set up, like, a Reddit and a Discord for everyone to use because we kind of just want to create a community um where you guys can come and hang out and and chat with us and i'm trying really hard not to do the um thing god damn it but so let's let's so let's just kind of stick with that i think is what we're going to do i have a website that we're slowly working on but i probably won't get that launched till next year and and with you know i i haven't said this like i mean i've alluded to it i've never out where i said it part-time worker full-time student i just i don't have time to kind of do the whole social media thing and, and keep on the patreon thing so trying to focus on like something where i can expect maybe even you guys to run it or like you know i can kind of rely on on our fellow my fellow podcasters to run it as well i just kind of you know it's just there's a lot on my plate and i just can't really do the whole thing so instead i think we're gonna do like maybe reddit and instagram and and discord and i think we're just gonna sit with that so uh please be excited for that um i'll kind of announce when that launches and and when that happens i'm kind of hoping to get that up maybe by the end of next week maybe the week after so um i will be gone again next week not this coming weekend but the weekend after so you'll you'll get your your three musketeers at that point so yeah all right well i i think i said everything that needed to be said going into this episode on that note um let's uh let's let's play that thing let's play that thing we have to listen to that lady talk at the beginning so uh play that jingle y'all starting dude uh, are we going right now i think we're oh yeah yeah we're good we're good to go uh welcome back to music behind the games i'm your host austin and today we're talking about the most important series to me without these games i might not be the gamer i am today and of course um today i'll be talking about the halo series now andrew has once again called upon my blood oath to mention where you can find us on the internet if you'd like to hear and want to know where you're able to support us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at one podcast for nerds. That is the number one podcast, the number four nerds, where you can uh, put, where we post updates about the show. You can support us on Acast or Patreon, where you can find uh, this show. 
It's the best one, Link. Um, and all the other ones we are producing. Even though this show will be a Patreon exclusive, we'll be uh, posting the first episode of each month uh, to all major podcast services. Now that Andrew isn't breathing down my neck about uh, the show, today with me is... Me? Am I supposed to... Is it me? Are you not, yeah. do, I not, do I don't have a name? Is it Satan? Is that what I'm being called right now? Uh, yes, because you forced me to uh, to say an just, ad every episode. Just so you know, I, I broke into your house and, and slit your hand. It's on a contract. Is that somewhere. why I'm bleeding right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably why you have a scar, at least. <laughs> so, Andrew, uh, like I said in the intro, today we'll be talking what I lovingly dub the Master Chief Trilogy. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I uh, I actually played a little bit today myself. Actually, I, uh, I got the Master Chief Collection on Xbox Game Pass for my PC, and for this, I I just played through the second one because uh, I don't know if your list I don't know if your listeners know, but we are currently going to be streaming me and Nolan playing. But by the time this probably hits, you'll just be able to you find that stuff be. be done, and you can find it on YouTube, or we just might be onto a different game because I don't know how far he's going to go with it. So we're definitely playing through the first one right now. Maybe I'll even be joining, and then it'll maybe, go really maybe. through. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the future, the possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, Forever changing. Uh, before we get into the individual songs that I've prepared for us, which will be my favorites of the first three games, uh, I'm curious, Andrew, what's your experience with the first three Halo games? Uh, the first three, yeah. So I, I've i had all the Xboxes up until... Uh, well, I've had up to 360 because I never bought Xbox One or the Series XS. But um, when it came to... I Actually, the original for me is pretty funny because... I had uh, me and my brother both had an Xbox and he went away for a while and I went downstairs into his room and uh, I actually borrowed his Halo game because he was talking so highly of it with like my other brother and stuff like that. So they left or whatever. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go try this game out. And I probably played that game. I was, it came out in 2000. I think he got it in, uh, I think he got it in like 2001, 2002. And, um, so I would have been 10, 9, 9 or 10. And so, and I played the shit out of that game. I was a lucky kid. I didn't have a curfew. So I played yeah. the game probably towards 1 in the morning. And then uh, and then Halo 2 was revolutionary because I had Xbox Live. Like, I just got Xbox, Xbox Live. And I played that game a lot online. And it was with me and a lot of my friends from middle school. And then Halo 3 is the most iconic one. Halo 3 uh, was great because uh, it was... Like, the campaign was really good, and the online was, like, redefined upon, like, what it was previously for Halo 2 and stuff. And uh, me and my mates uh, after school would play uh, play that game until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, probably every day. It was so much fun. It was it was a good time. And so I have a lot of sentimental uh, value when it comes to the Halo trilogy that I, I truthfully enjoy and hold. I hold. That game holds a close close space in my heart. Hell yeah, man. So, like, when your brother left, you're like, yeah, uh, yoink. <laughs> yeah, man, and I, oh, uh, man, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I was like, oh, I don't fucking know what's going on, but, like, I, I played it on easy, and uh, I think I got as far as to the truth and reconciliation, I think was the far as I got that night, that oh, night, man. and, uh, yeah, man, no, it was, it was, I mean, I played it on easy, so it wasn't that hard, but still, well, like, being I mean, nine or ten years old. And, but I mean, I was watching you guys play it on easy on the stream there, and uh... that was actually no, that actually wasn't easy. No, no, it was uh, uh, whatever heroic. Yeah, it was heroic that we were playing on. I didn't, oh, I so... didn't even know. I didn't even know, <laughs> and I was wondering why. I'm like, dude, like I, I haven't played this game for a while because like when I first got it, when it first came out last year, I played it all the way through, and then I yeah. played online a lot. But I was wondering why the hell like we're dying so much and why it takes so like. Because, like, when it's on easy and you die, you just pop back up. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in combat or not. But because, yeah. like, no one was in combat and it's like, oh, he's in combat. He's not going to come back. I'm like, what? And then I started getting a little suspicious. And then when he left, or then when the game was over, basically, I checked. And, yeah, I know we were playing on Heroic. So we actually got, I mean, he got pretty far for Heroic, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, For me, though, uh, like I said in the intro, again, Halo was what got me into gaming period like uh the world the gameplay the the protagonist even which by the way he's the coolest shell of a human being that i've ever seen right yeah just a, just a suit of armor with master chief not a whole lot going in there until the later games 
he's very similar to uh to like the character of doom yeah the doom guy hell yeah yeah it's even straight down to the colors yeah 100 percent. like i even like even if you think what like the game itself right like it's more like if you took doom and took out just the ravaged death killing to where you had like you added a bit of more of an adventure and stuff and and uh like it, it's just a little more fuller of i don't want to say gameplay but so, story story so we just got what you're telling me is here uh that we need the doom guy to get a really hot ai uh girlfriend have the ai girlfriend die and then that way the doom guy will actually have some character progression well you're only talking about the first three so we don't you know <laughs> we don't really acknowledge she dies yet <laughs> um and of course well this is the show after all the music god the music i can listen to those monk chants for hours right it's it just sticks in my head out every day man even i'll yeah. just be like sitting there even from like the new tiktoks of the kids in the bathroom yeah right uh, yeah that's a good one um but uh the combat evolved had me thoroughly enthralled as a kid so you used to play it on the xbox by uh my my dad and my brother uh played it on their uh old like office computer right on um uh no it was a pc, oh, PC. It was old yeah, fucking it, PC. yeah cause like, it could game, barely run youtube that's how old game, it was well because halo was originally supposed to be for mac really i didn't know that it, i yeah, i was it, on a pc it, though it definitely wasn't a mac no i know but when the game came out it was supposed to be a mac exclusive oh i didn't even know I, all, all yeah. my research and i had no idea and then uh and then microsoft was like hell no because like it like if you actually watch the original gameplay like the demo when it came to mac it's completely different oh and then um and then it ended up coming like the music was all i'm pretty sure the music was also there but i can't say that for sure but the gameplay was definitely different and then uh when xbox microsoft was going to launch xbox they snapped they snapped the license from mac and the yeah, game still came uh, out like, the game still came out for mac though well and i PC. mean bungo was owned by microsoft at that point right yeah uh, um, and by Bungo, I mean Bungie. I just no, I they weren't owned by Microsoft. Yeah, they, Bungie was a part of Microsoft for a long time. Oh yeah, they bought them for that reason. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. they bought them for Halo. That's how they. That's yeah. how they snagged the license. Yeah, I think that after Reach, they had finally bought their freedom back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because Reach was the last one. Um, but um, the the obsession only got more intense with each game. Like I used to go to the video games, uh, to the to the fucking uh, movie store, you know, where you used to rent movies and stuff like that. I used to go and pay money to rent an Xbox because I had a PlayStation Two just to play Halo Two, right? And this was I'm talking like like summers upon summers of uh like summer jobs of me just going just to rent a Xbox to play Halo Two. Well, I mean, back then though, like an Xbox was really expensive, so you probably saved money. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Um, I, weren't they like eight hundred dollars? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't yeah. even tell you. No, they were because I know that like, um, the first console that I actually bought for me was the Xbox 360, and I think I paid like four hundred dollars for it. Yeah, no, they they brought that price down a lot. Yeah, but like when I bought Halo Three, um, I wore that poor white, boring Xbox 360 out. Right, I spent hours like i think i i think i capped out at like 400 hours on alone on forge right and the original version of forge before like odsd came out wasn't that amazing right um but since i had an xbox 60 and the big prevalence back then for those who don't know was the red ring of death i never got it i did once oh did you Fuck, yeah but i i've gone i've gone to through 360s i've gone went through i got all the way up to the 360 elite really i see i only had i've only had two i had my original white one that had worn out then i bought the the new black one then i had that one up to the playstation 4 yeah and i had the original white one the black one then the black one died on me got another black one and then i ended up getting elite like a month later god that was a good console though yeah it was well i mean the xbox 360 like and so um even though i switched to the playstation 4 in my opinion the xbox 360 won the console war of that uh of that generation well that would have been 360p ps uh 
Yeah, and the PS3, man, the issue with the PS3 was that the fact that it was such a hard game to develop games for, like, Sony really, like, shot themselves in the foot with that one. Yeah, but, like, they really caught their stride towards the end of the generation, right? It's yeah, just the uh, Xbox were just hit it, were hitting it out of the park, just the fucking, like, just out of the gate. Yeah, but it also is because, like, because the PS3 was out for so long that, like, developers actually managed, like, with technologies going where it was, it was um, easier and cheaper to produce games for the PS3 than originally, when the PS3 originally lost. Like, it basically almost, it, I mean, the the simplest way to say this is that almost like it's, they, like, made it very particular with the code of how to do it, so it was almost, like, software locked. Oh. And it just made it really, like, I, I don't I don't mean that literally, it's just more of, like, if you try to think of like a phone when phones used to be locked and moving it from yeah. one to the other, like it was just the code was just so particular that it was so hard to do. Huh. I wonder why they but did that. It was just it was just the way that the console ended up coming out because I think they they didn't really think about developers when they made the PS3. Unlike when they made the PS4, they like developers were front, like forefront on that development. Yeah, that's why. The and PS4 so that's why. Awesome. Yeah, that's why the PS4 is so great. It's because it's so easy to to. Um, to do it and like i'm not saying the xbox one was a bad launch oh it was a bad launch but i'm not saying it, it was, was very much fault. it was just the fact it was just the fucker that they had ceo at the time that decided to be like third-party games are the future yeah fuck well, you, well it's just like i just don't think they they misunderstood their core audience right the guy, if the guy you're going to try to buy if you're going to try to buy a new audience yeah. you don't want to get you don't want to alienate your original audience until you have your new audience but they yeah. just straight out of the gate just alienated their original audience, and that's the, so that, the, that is the reason why I bought a PlayStation Four. So the guy, the guy that did it's the guy that's running Stadia right now, who like basically oh. just ran that into the ground. So I mean, yeah. as you can tell, anything he touches his hands on is garbage. Stadia. Yeah, it is dead now. If anyone doesn't, um, you know. I mean, like I every time I hear a little more, I hear a little bit about it. And then it's just like I read on the news. It's like, yes, Didier died a little more on the inside. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 dying every every month. Now, uh, I think the only real place that we can we can truly start of with the music behind Halo is well, the main Halo theme, or it is listed in the original soundtrack, Halo. So around the time of MacWorld 1999, Martin O'Donnell he wrote all the music with um, Michael Salvatore. There you go. He remembers uh, the development team at Bungie creating a demo to be shared on stage. But despite the rapid progression they made, the demo still lacked the music. It would need to make a good impression. So O'Donnell uh, convinced Alex uh, Seropian, I probably butchered that last name, uh, who, was right. president, uh, who was president at Bungie at the time, to allow him to produce his own original piece of music for the game's demonstration. And that piece would later become Halo. Um, it was written and recorded in three days. Three fucking days, Andrew. Yeah, it's a short time to record a song. Right, but it's, it's and the worst part is, like, it's three days, but it, it ends up becoming one of the most iconic themes in video game history. Yeah. Right? 100%. Uh, but apparently, he, uh, he told, uh, he was told, the music should give a feeling of importance, weight, and a sense of the ancient to the visuals of Halo. And he nailed it, in my opinion. The monk-style chanting really stood out at the time from anything being released. And honestly, it still does. Andrew, can you name uh, a game that followed the Halo series with a more iconic theme? More iconic? Probably not. But, like, as iconic? Yeah, like, I mean... So when, like, I was reading over all the all your notes and stuff, I, I went, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, okay, I'm, like, I'm sure there's iconic. Now, when we think iconic, like, I was thinking, like, post-Halo... And so, like, Elder Scrolls came out post-Halo and, like, Skyrim uh, with the Dragonborn song and stuff like that. Like, at the beginning, the, you know, like that. that yeah, that was, yeah that, so that was that's an iconic song for sure that, like, you, you can see a lot of memes of and stuff like that. But even then, like, for its time, like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, like, all Final Fantasy games have iconic music. And then, like, you know, you have Mario, Zelda. Um, but, like, when it comes to the Halo uh when it comes to like the Halo series and stuff, like it's easy to say that like the Halo series song, like the theme itself is is definitely up there with like some of the most like nostalgic and most recognizable games like ever created. And so I, you know, like it definitely deserves to be up there to where it is. 
some uh, fun info on this song is that it wasn't actually originally going to be in the game. Uh, well, um, well, the version we all know and love, at the very least. Originally, uh, they intended the Kowali accents to be sung by professionals. But after seeing the, uh, an example of what he wanted, the others, that being Bungie, suggested using O'Donnell's own rendition instead. So he actually had, uh, so he brought in like four buddies along with Salvatore, right? And they actually did the the monk part. Yeah, well, I mean, why not be a part of your masterpiece? I I mean, I thought it was amazing because you, you when you hear it, you think like I at least I think it should like it was done by professional. Yeah, but like again, like I mean, if you think of all music now, like you know, you have auto tune and stuff like that, so. I mean, it's. It, I didn't know he did it himself. That much I can say, and and it is. It's amazing that he did do it himself. Um, but like at the same time, like, it's it is easy to make music kind of sound. Well, I should I shouldn't say that. It's easy to make video game music. I believe to sound very professional, and I think he did a good job. Like I don't know if he was the one that in the end like edited and mixed it, but I think whoever did did a great job of doing it. Speaking of professionals, though, Andrew, here's an excerpt. Uh, from IGN in an interview with O'Donnell himself. So apparently, uh, to uh, he told IGN that his uh, he was he, his inspiration for uh, the Halo theme was the Beatles, of all things. Um, while driving to his co-writer's home studio, O'Donnell remembers brainstorming. He was he said, "As I was driving, I thought, okay, ancient." you know, monks are ancient, so I'm going to start with that, right? Some sort of uh, monks chant. And it's got to be hooky. Uh, it's got to stick to people's heads, and then we'll go with some sort of epic and pounding cellos and drums and stuff. It wasn't until uh, he began singing the Beatles song yesterday that the theme started to take form. Uh, he, uh, he then went on to say, I've always analyzed yesterday's melody. It's got one high point, one low point, and it's got four sort of irregular phrases, he said. So the Halo theme is uh, not a copy of the Yesterday Melody, but uh, the Yesterday Melody inspired me to put it together. Because I thought, well, if I could have one high point and one low point and four uh, irregular phrases, but still do a legitimate monk chat melody, it may be able to have legs. I think I actually think that that is super it's funny and, and ironic um, because like uh, a little history on, on, the, on the song yesterday by the Beatles. It's a really like renowned song too. like it, it's a very popular song and it was written by uh, Sir Paul McCartney. And what's really funny about that song is that he woke up one morning with a tune in his head and he couldn't and he didn't know like where it came from or what it was from. But he had a tune in his head. And then so he had a piano right beside him and he started playing the tune and he actually started writing this, the lyrics for yesterday. But he was oh. so par- he was so paranoid that he uh, he was ripping it off of someone else. Like he thought, oh, maybe I just heard this somewhere and I don't remember where. <laughs> he literally went to other musicians and was like, hey, do you know this tune? Like, do you, have you heard this before and whatever? And he he he, he essentially treated it like if he found like a thousand dollars in the ground, he was with the cops and. You held on to it for like a week, and if no one claimed it, then it's yours. That's basically what he did with the tune, and that's how wow, yesterday. Really? Was, yeah, no, that's how yesterday was created. He waited a whole week until he he started to actually like work stronger with it than what he did, and and so I think that's just funny that like you know that O'Donnell was inspired by the song yesterday, and like yet like where the song yesterday came from was just kind of like out of nowhere, and then you know all of a sudden O'Donnell writes a song based, like inspired by the song that becomes so iconic just you know in the video game world just as yesterday is in the music world yeah so it's, a, it's a nifty little like coincidence I guess you could say yeah no man that's fucking awesome the parallels are uncanny really yeah no I thought it was really cool so uh, I also have uh, here thanks IGN because thank you for the quote So, uh, for me, 
uh, it was always Halo 3 was my most iconic game uh, out of the main three. You, what was your favorite game, man? So this is actually a really, again, I, I get notes ahead of time, so it's kind of nice because I don't do this to you guys as often. I literally give you guys my notes like day out. But um, so I read the question and, you know, this is this is really tough to answer. Uh, I really enjoy all three for different reasons. I enjoy the first one because it was what got me so hooked on the franchise from pillar bottom to pillar bottom. <laughs> And like you know everything in between, uh, but like Halo Two, you know that's when Xbox Live came out. So I mean now you have like the sweet story from Halo One, and then you have the wicked multiplayer for Halo Two. And when I say wicked, I mean wicked for the time. And and I man, I played the game for so long. Like Slayer on Blood Gulch is like my go-to, and like I learned all the super jumps and you know all that stuff. And and so like yeah, I played that incredibly well. I even played Halo Two the night that uh, like on my i had a 360 and i played halo 2 on the night that the original xbox servers were going down which was on oh april really 15th. yeah so april 15th 2010 which was actually my grad year um they announced that that they were shutting down the original xbox live servers and so like a bunch of people i was like reading online a bunch of people online playing it until it shut down i was like man just just for the like, so basically what that meant is that you couldn't play halo 2 online anymore like not until the master collection came out yeah and so so i was like well you know like one last hurrah so like me and my friends went back online and, and we had one last hurrah on halo 2 i think it was supposed to shut down at some weird time like i think it was like two o'clock in the morning or something but um i think we ended up getting off at one because we didn't like we weren't gonna play all the way till shut down we just wanted to play the last night but uh i think it but i don't think it shut down until four o'clock because a lot of people were streaming not streaming but were recording themselves playing it and like they were getting a little annoyed that like it wasn't gonna shut down. So but yeah, I played it that night. But then and like, you know, it's Halo 2. And but then like Halo 3 is just the best of all worlds. Um, I mean like it added, you know, the the power-ups like the uh shield a bubble shield and you had Griff Ball and, and you had like everything. They added so much to the multiplayer in that game, they added so much to the story in that game. Uh everything was so well redefined down to the smallest detail and and it probably, yeah, I have to agree that Halo 3 is probably my favorite. Um, though Halo 2 holds that small multiplayer spot in my heart. Halo 1 holds, you know, the main story and, and the heart of the franchise. But, um, I mean, I played Halo 3 with my mates up until, like, yeah, so late. So late in the evening on school nights. Uh, definitely later than I should have been. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, the reason I asked is because uh, you probably heard the song in most of the games. But, um as it was in four of the main series games, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 4, and Reach, uh, respectively. Um, but did you know that uh, it was renamed uh, in each, like, game? No, so, like, I... So, yeah, like, I... So, yeah, it was called, like, what? It was called, uh, like... Unforgotten. Halo, like, Unforgotten, and Halo 3 was Never Forget, right? Yeah. And then, I think, Reach was... Uh, Never forget Midnight version, which is like a weird thing. Uh, no, that's call. four. Oh, it's four. That's sorry, four. four. Yeah. Um, we remember is in Reach. We we remember was in Reach. So like, uh, so like yeah. So I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, so like, is there like a weird like connection between the storyline and and like this particular song? Because like we remember in Reach. Okay, well all the Spartans die on on you know on Reach. So like you know that's cool. Like that that makes sense. And then like what was it? It was uh uh Unforgotten in Halo Two. Now that's that's a hard one to connect. Never forget in Halo Three makes sense because Master Chief goes missing. And yeah. we remember we remember in Reach, yeah. And then Never Forget is because like would that be because they never find him or or like because I can't remember what happens uh, at the end of that one. In Halo 4. At, at four? At the end of four. Yeah. yeah. Um or Cortana uh sacrifices your, herself for you. Yeah, yeah, but did he make it back to Earth? Yeah, he makes it back to Earth because okay, uh, so there's there a really heartwarming know. theme where he's talking to one of the NPCs yeah. there. So, uh, um, yeah, so I never forget would make sense. So, like, I'm forgotten in Halo 2 is kind of weird because nothing really bad happens to him in Halo you, 2. Like, uh, well, I mean, the Earth, uh, fucking Covenant invades Earth, but... So I guess Unforgotten could be, like, the the loss of Earth to some degree or the damage um, done Possibly, but yeah. um, apparently the name Unforgotten refers to the fact that Martin O'Donnell forgot to uh, about the track during the forget, uh, production of Halo 2. Oh. Like, this is one of the last tracks he actually had to record because he just forgot about it. <laughs> so he named yeah, it Unforgotten because he's like, well, I didn't forget it. 
Yeah, so because this is this is the main this is the main title screen would be this and like this yeah for um, Halo not 2. necessarily it's um the first section of the song is included um as one of the sub uh, sub subquints uh pieces in the main Halo Two theme, but it's not yeah. the only theme in the main Halo Two theme. No, but I, I just meant for title screen though, isn't it? Isn't it what you hear on the title screen of Halo Two is, is unforgotten? Um, like it was a kind of uh, it, like the first section was included as one of the uh, subsequent uh, pieces in the main Halo Two theme, but it wasn't the only one. It, it wasn't the title screen theme, wasn't it? Though, like when you go on the title screen of Halo Two, that Unforgotten plays in the title screen, doesn't it? Uh, I'm like percent that Unforgotten right, is well the then... title song. Well then, uh, uh, then, then we'll go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah. with that one. Uh, but so. this piece is uh, characterized with high strings and piano, uh, playing in a legato melody. Um, Unforgotten is often stated to be the most uh, emotional p- uh, piece in the series. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but for me, out of uh, all four versions of Unforgotten, never forget uh which is the main uh which is fondly enough the main uh theme for the main menu of Halo 3 and is my personal favorite version of the song it keeps the high strings and the piano but goes four keys lower giving it a more somber tone which makes, makes you kind of it, it, it kind of makes it sound like it's a foreshadow of what the game's going to be cuz i that game at the end of it's pretty somber yeah, and it's it's just a darker story in general. Yeah. Right? Like because if it, like we said in Halo 2 where uh Covenant invades Earth in Halo 2, uh when we start Halo 3, it's already well, Earth is lost, man. Like yeah. they've already uh taken over completely, right? Um I think cuz I think the first three missions in Halo 3 take place on Earth and you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on by the time you get to the Ark. Uh yeah. which we'll talk about later. I think the darker tones work better with Never Forget than in Unforgotten that than uh, Unforgotten did with Halo Two. Yeah, I, I kind of think I I agree. I mean, so like I, I had kind of both, and and yeah, I kind of think the Halo Three version sounds better. What, Andrew? Yeah. Enough of that fucking somber shit. All right, mm. we're going to the battle music. This is where we separate the children from the men. All right, we're talking about the rock anthem for saving the motherfucking world. Which is also, by the way, the beat of uh, the beat I was singing at the beginning of the episode. Um, it's, gonna, it's gonna be the party rock anthem. Is what we're going with? Yeah. <laughs> Um, the thing I love about Halo is how seamless the music is. Like, um, the last episode, I don't know if you listened to it, Andrew, uh, I was talking about Symphony of the Night with Nolan. Yeah, and, dude, I, was, uh, I, was, I was producing that episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was, um, I was in the background <laughs> the information you guys ran out of problems. <laughs> fuck, that's right. For some reason, I thought it was Jonah, man. I'm sorry. I no, t- took away credit from you. Call me fucking Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> um, but you know, unlike in that last last episode with um, uh, I am the wind, which felt really out of place. Um, rock anthem from the world fits in perfectly in the universe, from like the monk chats of Halo and the somber tones of Unforgotten and all that stuff. It like it's it fits seamlessly, right? Um, it doesn't take you out of the immersion whatsoever. Um, and Halo manages to mix uh, heavy drums and sharp guitar riffs uh, with the calm and uh, mysterious music of the game, and somehow it fits perfectly. Yeah, and like it's kind of weird because like the song kind of comes like I guess not late, but 
later in like combat of fourth mission. Yeah, which is which is kind of weird because it's like I I, I don't know. It's just I guess because like the beginning of it's so so like you know you're rescuing everything and then like it's just like all right, well it's time to bring the fight to the covenant, so it's time to kick ass. Let's rock it up. Like yeah, I guess that's just you know now it's almost like you didn't have a purpose, and then once that song plays, you like it's like Master Chief finally gets his mission. Like this is what you got to do. Well, because. Well, because you need to first figure out like what's going on, but like yeah, yeah. you, uh, you have to save Captain Keys because he's the man of the plan, right? You're just the muscle. Um, yeah. So once you get that, then you get to the silent cartographer, which, by the way, probably one of the best le- levels in Halo in general, right? It's just seamless. It's perfect. The island's beautiful, right? But because of that level, because of how like badass I felt doing that. Right, it sticks out in my mind because he plays in, and you're on like there's like four or five pelicans, and they're flying in to rock music. You get out, you kill a couple Covenant, take over the beachfront, and then you get on the Warthog, and you're just free to go around the island. Like you can yeah. stop at uh, the end of the level before anything really happens there. Like you're free to just go up there. Yeah, no. It, well, it's it's like probably like one of it's like almost the ideal ideal main like open world section of the game compared to. Mm-hmm. Like when you first land on Halo and stuff like that, like you can go anywhere and do anything uh, in that game, like in that level. Sorry. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Um, but like the problem with it, right? As much as I hyped it up, there's just um, it doesn't need me to really talk too much about it, right? Because it's uh, it speaks for itself, right? I mean, it is as I said in the entrance, it's the motherfucking anthem for saving the world, right? Yeah. It just portrays itself. Yeah, no, uh, it's a it's a good song, and and it, it really does pump you up. And it's kind of like oh, I almost wish you could play that on like multiplayer. See what I used to do on Xbox because uh, you said you had an Xbox 360 as well. Holy shit, I yeah. had a stroke. Um, like I just play the main Halo uh, three a sound system or the soundtrack over Xbox music and it'd play over the cutscenes and over um the uh multiplayer and everything like that. Yeah, the only issue with that though is I had too many people talking in my ear. Yeah, that's true. Uh like, usually I, I played couch co op all the time. My friends are always uh, Oh man, no, I played that game. I played it when Big Team Bella came out was the best because uh there would normally be well, there'd be four to eight of us and so it kinda sucked when I mean we had our own lobby at that point but um if there was like seven of us we'd match make and just sadly torment that like random that ended up in our life so like mm-hmm. you gotta pick it up what are you doing could be the best player in our like, in our squad but <laughs> you know, sort of like nope wasn't having it but that, that then, might that's have been, been that's when that might have been young me yeah i don't know man it was, man I, I used to go into i used to play exclusively big uh uh big team slayer uh we were swat more than anything i got into swat and reach yeah i I got heavily into swat and halo 2 and then when Um, halo 3 came out and big team swat was like a thing for a little while and and big team snipers those are like our main two Oh, see, I sat in Big Team Slayer and regular Slayer. Like, I used to get, like, 30 out of uh, 50 kills in Slayer, and then when it came to Big Team Slayer, I would be, like, leading the lobby by 20 kills. Like, I fucking... I, I, I probably lost a lifetime to Halo 3 multiplayer. I uh, I could not go back to Slayer after playing SWAT for so long. Because that's all... I mean, we played SWAT so much that, like... Yeah, just rely on the sniper rifle. That's all you need. Well, no, but the thing is, is like even like you, you start off with a battle rifle, like sometimes you start with a battle rifle, or sometimes you start off with a uh, what do you call it. No, what's the? Uh, oh, I guess it wasn't introduced yet. Yeah, so uh, yeah, sure, Magnum. But um, anyways, and like just like you just think it takes like two shots to like you know, or like a shot to kick someone in the head, but like really you got to sit there and like they actually have a shield and everything. Like man, when I played SWAT, I was yeah, I would be getting thirty to forty kills. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah man and like i felt so bad when you run down a hallway and you're just shooting everyone in the face that comes right around the corner and uh getting xbox messages yeah oh, Hunker, dude, all, all, all the time but man it was so much fun Good See, game. i, I hated hack 
Uh, I I I uh, I wore I wore that title with honor. Wasn't For ever what? a hacker, but I was always oh, really man. good, and I used to get my, called that all the time. My friend, one of my friends that we played with, he did the stupid uh, uh, disconnecting the the router and reconnecting it real quick, so that way you would like lag out to the part where you could kill everybody, and everyone else would uh. like would lag super hard, but you would be running around perfectly in the server, and you would just end up shooting and killing everyone. They wouldn't even know what's going on. What a piece so, of shit. <laughs> hated that crap i didn't play with him that much he was the one person that i played with that took that game too seriously yeah i used to i used to get angry like good thing i don't yeah. get angry anymore well he would call me by my gamer tag and not by my name i'm like dude we what really and I, yeah so he'd be like, oh, rudy, ultimate rudy i'm like dude my name's fucking andrew you know that like just say my goddamn <laughs> name which i said three other friends everyone here knows who we are oh <sighs> christ um, but we should probably get back to the music here. kind of got carried away uh before but uh andrew out of uh out of the entire series what game do you think had the biggest success uh what game had the biggest success and probably the song that this the next song it was in like the next song you're gonna talk about the game it was in oh that's a that's a cop out <laughs> yeah but i mean it's it's also a deduction i mean i didn't actually yeah, have right. to write that i kind of just um, so the most successful Halo game out of the entire series, leading by a whopping uh, 4.75 million sales, Halo 3 dominates the entire series with its total of 14.5 million sales, according to vgsales.fandom.com slash wiki slash Halo. Yeah, that makes sense, because, I mean, you're, you're, there's two generations of, like, fandom build-up coming up here, so, like, you know, they only got... They only got better and better until, I mean, Halo, uh, and yeah, they got better and better. Even Reach was huge too, and and like, yeah. but like once Halo Four came out, and then Five, it just see, I really liked Halo Four's story, and Halo Five suffered because it didn't have a good enough story. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind Halo Four's story. Online kind of sucked for me. I just I felt like they went too like I like when you started doing they like went the Call of Duty. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Two Call of Duty for me where you had the loadouts. No, I'm not doing it. Um, but uh, now, this had plenty of reasons for, uh, for the numbers. Such as, uh, it was the perfected version of the original combat system. One, two, three. Right? Um, they took the online multiplayer from two and built upon it in every single way. Right? Uh, which makes uh, people see Halo 3's multiplayer as just the better version of Halo 2's multiplayer. Uh, they finished. Uh, they finished at the time in 2007 uh, the Covenant uh, Human Covenant War and let you finish the fight for the story. They introduced Forge, which gave you the entire world to just play with. Yeah, and it so. I just, just here's a fun little fact too. I don't know, maybe some people know, some people don't. But because um, Halo Three launched with the Xbox 360. Yeah. And um, oh, what was his name? Uh, sorry, I gotta Google it. But I think it was it was Peter. Ah, uh, man, what was his name? Peter Moore was his name. And um, yeah. so everyone was so convinced that Halo Three wasn't actually going to be released with because it was it was having some development issues and so the fans were convinced that halo 3 was not going to be released with the xbox 360 it was not going to be released on on release day and peter moore yeah so everyone thought it wasn't going to be released with when the xbox 360 launched and they didn't think halo 3 was going to make it to its launch date 
uh, because of development issues. So Peter Moore, who was CEO of the time of Xbox, literally got Halo 3 tattooed on his arm with the date. And he presented <laughs> it at an E3 trailer being like, it is coming on this day to reassure oh, fans. No. Yeah, Can you imagine if it didn't <laughs> actually show up? Dude, he made his life full to make sure it came out on that day. Oh, no. Yeah, but, like, you know, there's so many times where, like, video games nowadays, they, they just, they like, they don't care. They'll push them back, right? Yeah. They don't want they don't want a Cyberpunk 2099 on their situation, right? So, like, if they had done that to Halo 3, he would have the wrong day tattooed to himself. Yeah, I mean, like, just... just <laughs> Just to the extent that I mean, but even think about like a game being rushed and how great it turned out to be, right? Like, I mean, I, I shouldn't say rushed, but like something that was like a lot of people thought wasn't going to come out on the day it was going to come out, and for it to be released on the day it was, and to be as great as it was, is I think phenomenal or fascinating. Um, that is actually really fascinating. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Um, well, well, see, that's why you're the news guy. You know all important facts uh, i know some weird shit that's for sure <laughs> now um for me at the time a young lad with an xbox 360 with nothing to lose just an xbox 360 in a dream i loved the campaign right i really did i spent a lot of time on it i went through did all the lasso runs but for me it was the multiplayer that kept me going back um and it kept me there until uh reach was finally released but as an adult, I now see the flaws with the multiplayer, right? You There is no uh, sprint. The reason why you relied on grenades is because there, you weren't able to get into the fight. There wasn't It wasn't as fast, right? Um, yeah. And the campaign really shines, right? Yeah, and, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the sprint and that it was a little... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, Reach is great. Reach is... I mean, if we were covering Reach, I would say Reach is my favorite, but... Uh, see, I mean, well, that might be in a future de- episode. See, that's uh, why I broke yeah. it up. Yeah, so I would say Reach out of the entire series would be my favorite. But I, well, I mean, like, uh, if, I mean, with four and five though. But, uh, but I, I kind of, I don't know. I think for me, I, I didn't even really want the sprint that badly. I didn't really need the jetpack or the hologram or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. no, I can agree with that. Um. I mean, it's the first. Uh, so what I'm the reason why I'm talking about Halo Three is because I wanted to talk about the arc um, and the the song that you first plays when you get there called the Farthest Output. Right. The reason why I brought Halo Three is because this is the first time in the entire Halo series, right, that you go somewhere that isn't Earth and that isn't Halo. Mm-hmm. Right, you go to where uh, where 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 it all began, Installation Zero Zero, or better known as the Ark. It opens up new uh, new possibilities, new mysteries, and um, I don't think that this I don't think any other song portrays that mystery factor as much as the Farthest Outpost. It begins yeah. with vocal. Uh, it begins with vocals uh, singing gracefully, unaccompanied. This portrays the feeling of isolation, being where uh, the Ark is. There's nothing around it. It's empty, right? Um, then, uh, after the feeling of isolation, strings begin to enter to echo the melody before being muted as the percussion enters. Leading into a section of the bass line and uh, progressive beats. I love this section because it represents both theme and tune, the curiosity that has been piqued of this new adventure. And in this new playground, you can commence and go out and begin your adventure. What's your thoughts about uh, the the arc and the farthest outpost, Andrew? Oh, I. I literally listened to the song and all I thought about was Final Fantasy VII. Really? I don't know. Like, if you listen to it, it's something that's, like, straight out of Final Fantasy VII. Because it's, like, the high-pitched singing and, like, the bass goes, like, dun 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 And then, like, and then I think of, like, some Final Fantasy VII music and, like, that's... It's almost... I don't want to say it's a rip. But 
it's like uh, I seriously think that this song is straight out of, out of Final Fantasy VII. It's very similar to Final Fantasy VII. It could, and like it could be like an intro song. And when I first heard it, and that you know when I first heard it, that's what I thought, and I didn't know why. It's not really my kind of song. I mean, like they're not the same, and and it's you know because like this one's more about adventure. But I also feel that Halo's hey, the Halo form is is better. Um, is like a, is a better ver- like would be, if it was in like a Final Fantasy game, I think this this version of it would be better than whatever Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, I'm not saying yeah, that Final Fantasy Seven has bad music, but I'm just I'm saying this like <laughs> if you think of like being in like a city, like and you just kind of have like that background song, like you know, like if, if you're in a city, why are you laughing? Because you've just been fumbling over your entire thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think it as like. A- no, but if if you're in a if you're in a city like um, what's that one in uh, Red finds his father in Final Fantasy VII like that that town. Oh, Midgar. No, it's outside of Midgar. But like uh, when you're like in it, just when you're in a city and there's that like that background music sometimes that just plays just generic music in Final Fantasy VII. It's like almost played in like all the different kind of cities and so or yeah, kind of played in different kinds of cities. Like that's yeah. just what the song reminds me of. You know, like maybe not so much an intro as more of that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I can actually the, see it now. Now that you actually kind of like fixed your thought process there, yeah. If you listen to it, it it's what it's. It sounds like it's from Final Fantasy VII. Okay, no, I can see that now. I, I even had, I even, had, I even had a line here that the chief is all about gum and needs to really kill some aliens to find to find a covenant story to buy more. But I was trying to make a. I was gonna make a Duke Nukem joke. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't know. So funny though, kicking ass and chewing two thousand five hundred fifty-two gum. So funny. More of an inside joke than to ask the way the audience. But everyone knows that joke. If you donate to us, you get it though. Yeah, exactly. Sam. I will say that that's that's what the inside joke is. Just like our one inside joke, we have one song left. Such one final effort. So, with this, I want to try something different. Alright, Andrew? I'm trying something different with this final song. Okay. So, alright, I'm, I'm going to listen really it? closely here. Yeah, I, I need you to get closer. Closer to what? Closer. I'm I don't know. Closer. That's Lean weird. I'm going to closer. Yeah. Red light. Right. Red light. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. God damn, man. I love that fucking piano theme, Andrew. To me, that theme song is Halo. Well, to be more specific, it's the Chief's theme. Right? And I know uh, the Master Chief actually got a theme in Halo 4, but originally, Bungo didn't even give Master Chief his own theme in the original Halo 3 games. So, the Halo 3 games. In the original three Halo games, right? So, um, to me, uh, this is a topic that's, that I'd be really interested in hearing the listeners on Patreon, right? And your what, what you think would be is, uh, would make Halo, uh, Halo, fuck, which would make uh, Master Chief's theme, right? Because he doesn't have one, right? The piano, in one final effort, like, and it doesn't even have to be the entire theme of one fire final effort. Just the five first five notes betrays uh, John one one seven to a T, right? Um, it's 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 actually uncanny, right? Five notes sum up this character. That's how hollow he was when uh, Bungie was writing him, right? Um, they don't they didn't get one one seven on Halo four where three four three actually took leaps and strides to make John one one seven more human than machine. Um, but before that, he's withdrawn, and hence the limited number of notes, 
right? So there's only five notes that betray how heroic he is while simultaneously keeping his character a complete, complete mystery. Um, honestly, I don't think any character's like theme fits as well as this one does for that character, right? Um, it shows uh, his how much of a complete badass and heroic he is while also keeping his vulnerability in the forefront. So, Andrew, what, out of all the three games, what do you think is Master Chief's theme? I think Dolly Parton has some good songs that would fit him pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dolly maybe, Parton. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, um, <laughs> um, no, I would say that, uh, out of all the songs we covered, I have to say Rock Anthem for Saving the World. Rock Anthem? Yeah, because, like, when you listen to the song, and, like, if you have, like, Master Chief on, like, a gravity lift, and he slowly pops into view from, like, the bottom of the screen up, with, like, the rock anthem going, I mean, shit, you're in trouble. And about <laughs> and about to have your, like, covenant ass kicked right to high charity. Like, I, I, I just, <laughs> I think that's just how it is. And, like, I don't think we've ever sounded so nerdy in a podcast till, like, this moment. But anyways, and so... <laughs> And like I, I just think it's it, like it, it's just to get you pumped. And like and you know, like I said, like this game is almost like a better version. I don't want to say that this game is it's got Doom quality to it. And, say, that's a good way to get into an argument online. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, <laughs> don't at me. But um, I, I do, I do think that that yeah, I think it's it's got Doom qualities to it. And and you're right, he's hollow. Like there isn't there's not much growth to him until like later on in the game when you, you know, he's going through his weird, you know, fetishes for Cortana, but I just, yeah, I don't want to really talk about that until a little four. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it at all, but <laughs> it, it really shows that like that. Yeah. He, he's hollow and, and there's not much to him. And so you're just kind of there just like, kick ass and kill aliens like that's just like that's just his purpose and in, in the yeah. game right and in, in the first one for sure he was just there just to you know what i mean you're trying to stop them from doing their their evil deed but at the same time like you know you're not merciful in your actions like you know there's a few times you can drive by some some covenant like jackals and just be like you know i don't need to kill you but you're like no fuck that i'm, I'm gonna murder you and slaughter you right where you stand yeah and, well i mean i think that is to show um Master Chief being a blank slate for you can so you can do whatever you want with that. Yeah, and so that's why I think that you just I mean, I guess yeah, it's your it's your persona that you put into him, which would I guess lead to the song you choose to have his, have his theme. So whatever song See, you I, choose, I think reflects more of you than it does of him. Well, that's a good point. That's actually a really deep uh analogy. Yeah, there you go. For your psychology, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as I said before, this last version was something I want to try different because I want to get you guys, the listeners, more involved. I want to hear your opinion. Right? Um, last time, I didn't get any uh, reflection back from you guys about uh, about what you thought, what you, if you disagreed with me or not on uh, I Am The Wind. Right? Um, so for this one... I want you to tell me what you think. I want you to tell me so then that way I can tell you why I'm better than you. Why I think my song's better than yours. Right? So what you I'm can leave all you can, So what you can do for that is go to one podcast for nerds at gmail.com and leave a message. Let's start a conversation. Or you can say hi. Be nice too. Or you can say hi. No, but I'm I'm there to argue. You can say Andrew will say hi to you. I'm there to argue. Okay. Yeah, I'll say hi. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm Sorry. in a fighting mood now. I'm passionate. Those five notes are the only five notes for Master Chief, okay? Well, I mean, we'll for sure air air the one like our responses because uh if you want more of this, you have to subscribe to Patreon, but we'll make sure that uh this one that goes out that, you know, if you guys message us, we'll, we'll answer that the one we're going to make public. Yeah. Back. So Hell yeah. yeah, man. But that's about it, Andrew. What did you think of uh, the music behind the games of Halo? Uh, well, you know, I've produced one episode, and it's super weird being in the non-hosting chair. I mean, even though I say co-host on my show, but it's yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's weird not being the talkity one. And I can tell that I'm the problem for derailing conversations now. Yeah. <laughs> so...
so many times I'm sitting there going through my my uh my my script. I'm sitting there looking through it. I'm like, wait, where the fuck am I now? <laughs> yeah, fuck. That, well, man, that's me. I do that all the time. <laughs> but no, it was. I mean, uh, you know, look forward to us talking about Halo in a more. I, I mean, more of our conversation on Halo, maybe on uh on future podcasts. Uh, which We're I think. On yeah, or yeah, we will be streaming it. But again, by the time this comes out, I don't, I don't know which one we're going to be on yet. But that being said, like for sure, you know, be excited and, and look forward to uh, to our to our new to one of our new shows called uh, "A Nerd to the Past." I think is what we're going to call it. Oh, I and, like that uh, name. And I think what we're going to do is uh, we'll cover some more Halo and, and a more in-depth gameplay view of it, along with uh, with our music analysis that uh, Austin kindly did for you, all of you and. And us here at One Podcast for Nerds. Well, thank you. And good night. Bye.